Hey, you got a crazy family? We want to hear all about it. Got a brand new podcast. It's called My Crazy Family. And boy, we know there are some stories out there. And sometimes it just makes you feel better to get it off your chest or to hear about somebody else's crazy family. It lets you know that maybe yours isn't as nuts as you thought. Yeah, the bar gets set pretty damn high. Trust me. You can call in <laughs> your stories right now at one 833 cray That's 1-833-CRAY, C-R-A-Y-F-A-M. Or write in your story at the website crazyfampod.com. That's crazyfampod.com. And by the way, you don't have to use your real name. It's totally okay if you just want to make up names, but you just need to get rid of this information. We are your place. You're not going to believe what you will hear on this podcast and the insane things that some families have put their loved ones through. one 833 or write in at com. Stay tuned for our official launch date. And start getting us those stories right now. CrazyFamPod.com My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that 7 out of 8 hookers agree is scarier than their last client. When a young woman feels frightened alone at home on a dark and otherwise quiet night, she turns to her journal to document her emotions. As she begins to recount these emotions, a silent house turns into a very angry and violent storm of dark energy, forcing her to flee to her bed and blanket for safety. Who is haunting the house and what did it want? We find out today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And indeed it is. Welcome to the program. If you like the show, you want access to our advanced episodes, the full archive of episodes, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, and get access to uh, our uh, EPP bonus episodes. We call them Extra Podcast Person EPP bonus episodes. Every single week, brand new one, more than 400 of them out there for you to binge away on some of our scariest ghost stories. Uh we've ever had on those episodes you get access to all of that when you become an extra podcast person sign up at ghostpodcast.com you can do it right to the website or there's a link there to patreon as well ghostpodcast.com go there get signed up and uh and check it all out uh it's uh, tony and carol with you on today's episode of the program and uh hi how are you this hi, day Tony. hi Welcome back. Well, I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. As can be. Sure. Sure. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, you were off this last week, which Harper filled in for and thoroughly enjoyed and was like, by the end of that recording session, she was just like amped up like she had drinking seven Mountain Dews, but it wasn't. It was just. <laughs> well, I knew the show would be in good hands when I found out it was going to be you and Harper because oh I needed a few days yeah. off. Uh, the other day, uh, as you've, listen to our program you all learned about uh got to know buddy you know through carol's stories and such your dog and uh after one heck of an amazing life and nearly a extra year that uh he had actually he i got a bonus 14 months uh, 14 months yeah, yeah yeah so it was 
Uh, quite an extraordinary life. And, basically on hospice. Yeah. For 14 months. Literally, Carol's been a hospice nurse for the dog for the last 14 months. It's because yeah. that she sat there and and wouldn't give up and wouldn't be inconvenienced or anything like that. It was always for the dog, for Buddy, uh, that I think he had so many extra months uh, had. Well, I can't tell you had, how many times yeah. like people don't yeah. know, but like Tony and I would be recording and I'd be like, whoa, 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 stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta let my dog out right now. Yeah. And then we'd have to pause and edit and all that. But it was, you know, I, I fuck, I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. Sure. I mean, what an amazing uh, a dog and an amazing life that you gave uh, that you gave him, uh, Carol. Uh, Thanks, an interesting Dave. thing that um, that happened, and, and she texted me this uh, over the last week as things were going down. Um, you you were kind of at a state of you know you think it's probably time. It looks like it's time. You were looking for a sign, and well, I got to tell you, like, and I don't want to. I might have to take a swig of beer. I because I knew I would. <laughs> That's beer not beer. <laughs> but um, like that is the like hardest decision I probably ever had to make in my life. And it wasn't like he was my first pet. Mm-hmm. I've just never had to make that decision. Yeah. It's always been made for me. Sure. It was like you don't have any other choice, and this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. And but to have to. Make the choice is like a lot harder. Really, yeah. Thanks, because I couldn't get that out. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. So, okay, I'm taking that swig of beer. Swig it. Take the bottle. There you go. <sighs> okay, so, um, so I texted Tony that morning. It was like seven in the morning mm-hmm. when I texted you, and because and um, you know, we talk about it a lot in the show about signs. And that how you're always looking for this big bombastic sign or the thing that knocks you over the head or like, you know, just something that's so obvious. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many times I've said, you know, look for the little signs. Yeah. And, you know, because something that could be a little sign is the sign and you didn't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I it was a very, very difficult morning to say the least. And I asked him for a sign. I was like, I have to know that this is the right thing to do. All that said, five days, six days later now, I you know, my heart's like, was it the right thing? I know down the road a hundred percent it was the right thing. It's just hard right now. But um so I was hoping he would look at me and give me a kiss on the nose or something. And I didn't get that from him. And my cats wanted to go outside about that time. And they only get to go supervised outside. So I went out and I sat on the step with him. I'm just bawling. And I'm like, you know, I can't do this. I need a sign. I need to know it's the right thing. So I'm sitting on my back step and like, I see this hummingbird come flying up. And it stops about four feet from me. I've never seen a hummingbird on my back patio before. Stops about four feet from me. And hummingbirds kind of fly in place like when they're feeding, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just stopped and it stared at me. It's like I'm just, me and the hummingbird are staring at each other for like five seconds. And then it flew off. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) 
So I immediately texted you and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what the text said, if it made any sense. But like, I think it said something like I was asking for a sign and then a hummingbird just came flying up and looked at me for five seconds. It was something something like like that. that. It was something, yes. And you, um, you texted me back like within 10 seconds, like it was fast. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that was your sign. Yep. And I needed to hear that. And it was like, because I have this thing about birds and I have lots of bird art in my house. Mm-hmm. It was like, you just look around my house. It's like, oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's some birds. On Put that a bird on art. it. Oh, yep. There's a bird on that piece of art. I just, I just, there's something about birds. I just think they're really awesome. And I have this really big backyard that has lots of birds. I just, the only one other time was when the girl was giving me the reading and I saw hummingbirds at my Mm -hmm. lilac bush through my kitchen window, but I'd never seen a hummingbird in two years on my back patio. And nor have I ever seen a hummingbird just fly up and look at me. Like I've never seen that. The the one part that that Carol hasn't shared yet is she actually did bathe in the red nectar right before going outside. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, let me get that out. What is this? And by the way, I don't even have a hummingbird feeder. Exactly. And so, yeah, there was no red nectar or anything. But it was just, it was what, you know, at at the time, it was like, I really needed that. You did. I did. So, but I did want to say, like, I have had another deep breath. I've had so many people... um, so many listeners message me. It's so sweet. And it's so kind. And and I, it's been really difficult to message people back mm-hmm. because it's been a bit overwhelming. Sure. <laughs> like several thousand comments and messages, but um, it's been really sweet. And it's just, I just want everyone to know who messaged me, like how much I meant. And, okay. you know, I had, I had a listener message me to, oh, Jesus, that was my cat knocked something over. Um, I had a listener message me just today and it was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like how much I loved your dog. And I never even met him. And I love listening to you and Tony talk about ghosts. And I just want to tell you, I was thinking of you and it's just sweet. Yeah. So all that just really matters. It's really so cool. Say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, what, uh, you got your sign. It's interesting. You got that story out of, of course, the first thing I thought was we can talk about that on the show. That's a great story. <laughs> well, I, wanted, yeah. I knew immediately yeah. it was yeah. just this weird, like not just hummingbirds. I mean, there's such incredible little things anyway, mm-hmm. but you never see a hummingbird just fly up to you and stop and look at you or any other bird. Well, especially when and they, then the yeah. next day after it was all over, I was sitting on my sofa and had the windows, the shades up. Mm-hmm. I have a very bright and sunny house. Yeah. And um, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye. And I look over and this bird flies up to the screen and like, like just grabs onto the screen and just stops right there mm-hmm. and looks in my house mm-hmm. for about five seconds again and just flew off. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I've never seen a bird just grab on his screen and look into my house. So I kind of thought that was another sign too. Yeah. 
but two signs from birds. Well, and the bird was carrying the stick with the cool. the stick with the little lettering uh, on it that said, "This is your sign." Um, so I think that <laughs> and was. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And was, the yeah. bird had a sign that said, "This was a sign." It was very. I mean, I thought that maybe, maybe the sign. I don't know, but um, certainly, uh, you know, is it the sign or is it like the ace of base? They saw the sign. Is yeah. this your sign? What if the sign gets delivered to the wrong person? Is this? It didn't say, Carol, this is your sign. It said, this is the sign. Which would a bird... might have said it yeah. on the backside, but, you know, yeah. birds don't have fingers, can't really a, maneuver, that sort of thing. When a bird delivers it, you just got to yeah. kind of like, well, you know, they did their best, you know. <laughs> is that the sign? Is that I don't the know, sign, though? It seems yes. like one. Yeah. You got to, like, you know, and, uh, and the voices and all that stuff, too. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> No, that's that's been a tough week. I'm glad you're back, though. Uh, yeah, uh, it has sucked. Yeah, sucked big time. Definitely. Back to our conversation in just a second. Uh, first, you know, when my cat, I love my cat. When it's healthy, he's happy, makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader and they're not always the most communicative, I don't always know when he's healthy. Helping me know that my cat's healthy is just one reason that I use Pretty Litter. Yes, Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbing crystals trap odor instantly, so no more cat bathroom smell. That was kind of becoming an issue. I absolutely love it. Uh, plus, Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. I love that. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping, fewer trips to the garbage can. Yes, because everybody loves going and scooping and cleaning litter boxes, right? No, of course you don't. This gives you longer life on it. That's one of the things I love most. Uh, here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illnesses in my cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's like a health mood ring for your cat, if you will. Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small, lightweight bag, which I love. I never run out of it. Don't have that huge container of litter taking up space and sticking up my place. And if I forget to get it, it's there. It shows up. I don't have to add it to the shopping list. Hold that giant bag through the store. Nope, it's just showing up on my doorstep. Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as I do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ghost and save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ghost to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ghost. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story of today. It says, I'll start by saying that my family and I are sensitive to the supernatural. My mom and me being the most connected or in tune with it. So this event happened to me 10 plus years ago. I was going through a really hard time in my life. I was lost, angry, spiraling out of control. One night I was feeling sad, so I started writing my feelings down in a journal. Since it was late, didn't want to wake anyone up with the light, I turned out a candle and placed it on my vanity in front of the mirror so that it could create light. I let the door open because my room scares me. I always get a feeling of not being alone in it, so I'm sitting on my bed writing down my feelings, but the whole time there's an uneasy feeling that keeps pulling my attention to the open door directly in front of me. All I can see in the darkness from me is the whole way. So I try to ignore it, continue writing, but still looking towards the door from the corner of my eye, trying hard to not let fear get the best of me. Again, my eyes go to the open door and the energy in the room shifts. I can hear noises coming from the dark hall just outside the door. I tell myself, it's nothing. 
I continue writing, trying hard to ignore the sounds, trying to distract myself from this feeling. I'm very scared. I stare into the direction of the door and I start to see the door slowly closing. Couldn't believe it. Thought I was tripping. It had to be my mind playing tricks on me, an illusion caught by the candlelight of the darkness, but it wasn't. The longer I stared, stared, the more shut the door became. I get up, walk towards the door, put it all the way open again, and I said out loud as I went to open the door, God, please don't let this fucking door close again. But as soon as I got back to my bed, I saw the door start to close, and the vibe in the room grew to such a scary feeling. There was something here, and it wasn't good. I went under the covers, covered my head and toes with a blanket, something I did when I was younger and was scared. I laid there scared, when suddenly I felt a weight change in the bed, as if someone had just sat down on the bed. I felt this weight climb over me, and it paralyzed me. I always kept a knife and bat next to my bed in case of intruders, but I couldn't move. I was paralyzed, and I couldn't yell or anything. Growing up, I heard stories about Quando Situ Suave El Mutro, when the dead climb on top of you. They said there's only two things you can do to get yourself out of that situation. Number one, you can cuss it out, or two, you can pray. I thought to myself, I can't even scream. So I prayed in my head, and I prayed long, and I prayed until I fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up like nothing had happened. But I know what I experienced, and it was not sleep paralysis. Thoughts on that? Well, great. Now you've given me something else to worry about. Yeah. Um, because actually, it's like, not like Buddy was much of a protection dog, but now I'm like, shit, I'm going to talk about ghost stories and have to go to bed. Yeah, you got to worry about the... have a dog to distract me anymore. You got to um, worry about the Quando Cita Sueve El Mutro. I, and I'm not even letting all that process, whatever you just said, whatever you just said is a word jumble in my head because I don't the, want it landed. When the dead um, lie on top of you. See how horrible you are to me? <laughs> Tony, I've had a rough week. Um, I don't know. Like, that's just like, you know, the feeling like that oppressive, like weird feeling like mm -hmm. so i leave my door open because that seems to make it better yeah and then the door starts shutting and then like that whole thing happens you know i don't know how else you explain it i mean the only way you could explain I, it is saying it was all a dream but i i don't think it was i think they experienced it when and I've had that happen where, like, there is sleep paralysis, but I know, like, I can't, I don't think I've ever felt dead spirits laying on me, but at all. But I do, I have had experiences where I felt like there was something in the room and I physically couldn't move to get away. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't know what that was, but it wasn't a dead person, I don't think. I mean, dead person, dead spirit. So that's just creepy. Yeah. Very, very much so. 855-853-4802. Uh, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to another letter. It says, when I was 10 years old, my family moved to a bigger house. I was super excited because for the first time, I'd have a bedroom apart from my two sisters. My room was in the back of the house on the right side of the downstairs portion of the house with my sister's room on my left. Right outside my room was a small half bathroom. My mother had recently lost her youngest brother and she was coming out of her deep mourning stage. So was my stepdad. My siblings and I did most of the unpacking and arranging the furniture. 
we've been there a few weeks. I was putting the finishing touches on my room. All that was left was my book collection. I didn't have to, I didn't have a bookcase, so I lined all my books up on top of a chest of drawers that I had moved right next to the door. I'd already put all the books up on the shelf using a half-full two-liter bottle I'd been taking swigs from as I worked to keep the end closest to the door from falling over when I reached down to get the other bookend. As I got up to put the bookend on the chest, I looked up just in time to see a little girl in a full red dress pass by my room. She had sort of run, a trot motion going on, and she was looking behind her, giggling as if someone was chasing her. As she passed my room, she reached into my room, pushed the bottle of soda and books to the floor. She ran to the half bath, slammed the door, and I distinctly heard the push button lock, the kind that makes the pop sound when you lock the door. Thinking that the girl was one of my sisters, I immediately became angry and ran to the half bathroom, turning the doorknob and beating on the door, screaming, open the door and you're going to pick up those books. But there were no sounds in the locked bathroom. After about a minute of this, not getting any response and my sister not unlocking the door, I marched to the living room to tell my mother and stepfather what had happened. I came into the living room, began to tell my story to my parents, but when I mentioned her name, both my sisters and my brother popped up from behind the couch. They had been playing Uno back there for the past few hours. Shocked, I ran back to the bathroom and twisted the knob. It opened this time to an empty bathroom. A short time after, my stepfather, concerned with the reason I was having trouble sleeping at night or being alone in any part of the house, asked me what was wrong. I told him my story, and to my horror, he laughed and teased me for months after. This made my self-conscious, it made me self-conscious, especially since this was not the first time I had seen something that didn't make sense to my young mind. I was not yet aware of the paranormal world. Because of his reaction, I didn't talk to anyone about my experiences with anyone else. I'm now in my late 20s, and a few years ago when my husband and I bought our house, my mother moved in for a few months to help me get settled, as my husband was still in the military and wasn't due home for a while. As we hung pictures on the walls late one night, my mother grew quiet and had a strange smirk on her face. I asked her what was on her mind, and she asked me if I remembered our first few months in the old house. I replied I did. She told me that one night she got up a little after midnight. She felt guilty because she was not helping arrange the house as much as everyone else was. So she came down the hallway outside our rooms to hang pictures. This was a point after my encounter, so I begged both my sisters to sleep in the bed with me. She started to hang pictures and began to hear sounds of children laughing, talking, and playing with toys in my sister's room. She had told us to go to bed hours ago, so she came to scold us for still being awake. She said as she turned the corner, she noticed the room was dark and the sounds had stopped. She turned on the light to the empty room. She came over to check on us girls, but we were all sleeping, snoring even. She never mentioned anything to us because she didn't want to scare us. Thank you for reading my story. I look forward to hearing my story on the show. I still have many more ghost stories to come. Well, that's a good one. Well... The part I think that bothers me the most is this poor person had a very terrifying experience, shared it with her dad, or was it her stepdad? I think it was her dad. Dad. Anyway, shares the experience, and then he makes fun of her. Yeah. So not only are you traumatized by having this really horrific experience, because that's scary shit, then when somebody makes fun of you like that, then you become really self-conscious of it, and it just adds multiple layers of 
emotion and weird feelings and all that shit. Like, mm -hmm. that's just cruel. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people who do that almost do it in defense and they don't realize, like, what what they're doing. Or maybe they do. It probably depends on the person. maybe, like, he actually had experiences perhaps where he was scared, but it's easier to make fun of somebody else. I think like, so. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, that's really true. Yeah, because you'd have to admit to yourself what actually happened. Um, and that, sometimes I think that's a bridge too far for many and they can't really handle it. Um, so what do you do? You, you have different ways of lashing out. Maybe, you know, you know, what they do is the, the funny way, the kind of cruel laughter, um, or get really argumentative and just totally dismiss. I think a lot of people do the, you know, oh, you know, whatever. And you brush it off, but it, they, you really are completely, you know, diminishing the individual who you're saying that to after they just had a fairly it's traumatic probably. moment. Like it's like, and it's so many different situations in in life in general. When you're not hearing somebody, it's like, oh god. Well, like for example, just because this has happened to me several times this week, people are like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about your dog. You were so lucky that you had him so long." I'm like, "Okay, I am great. Mm -hmm. I'm really sad right now. Sure. Can we just talk about the fact that I'm really feeling sad? Yeah. Do we have to put a little Pollyanna spin on it? Like, wow, it could have been, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling sad. Let's just acknowledge that, you know? So I yeah. think that so often, you know, when things are difficult, like, you know, maybe that was hard for him to discuss. <laughs> and so rather than have the conversation, like that could be a real thing. It's easier just to say, ha, ha, ha. You and your ghosts, like what are you been reading some stories, you know, just kind of dismissing your kid when mm -hmm. your kid has something valid going on there. Yeah. And even if you don't believe it's happening, like at least acknowledge it. Your kid's having try and figure out why they're saying this. I mean, that that was my childhood. I mean, and it wasn't really ghostly anything, but like uh, that was my dad's defense mechanism for everything was make fun of it, you know, and kind of like, it's like, I don't know. It, it was very difficult to like ever really kind of talk seriously. I don't even seriously. know that people realize they're doing it. A lot of parents do it to kids. And it's I like, don't even think they necessarily think of what no. it does to the child. No, but they just, but they're just repeating the cycle because they probably had it done to them. But at, at some point you think wise up and go, Hey, that sucked. I didn't like that being done to me. Maybe I could handle this differently. That's what I'm doing. So you're doing a very good job, by the way. I mean, the only time I would I would poke a little fun would be if it, it's really ridiculous. Where if it's like, hey, can you grab me, you know, that uh, that bag over there and just bring it to me because I'm working on something. And if they start complaining about something like that, then I'll be a little bit like, oh, I'm sorry. I know it's so difficult living here and you, you must grab me a bag every now and then or something. But, you know, it, only when you get the the pushback, you know, do I think it's it's, you know, putting things in perspective. But just right off the bat, making fun of something's like, that's just stupid. Right? Doesn't help. Doesn't help. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number. Hi, let's hear your story. This is Patty from Omaha. Um, I've called in a couple of times over the years, um, just with a couple of my ghost stories. Um, haven't had anything happen, thankfully, in a couple of years. Um, <laughs> that's a good thing, I guess, right? Uh, knock on wood. Um, I just wanted to share a story that happened um, when I visited my husband's grandfather in Florida. Um, 
kind of just a weird coincidence. I don't know if it's necessarily 100% paranormal. Um, but my husband's um, paternal grandmother passed away when he was, I want to say, uh, like five, five or six. He was young. Um, but she always favored him out of the four kids that uh, my husband had sibling-wise. She was his favorite. He could do no wrong. He was pretty much her golden boy, um, which makes the story even funnier. So what happened was um, when we come down to Florida, we usually stay with his grandfather, his paternal grandfather. Um, They're very, very close. He was even the best man at our wedding. So they're very, very close. but he is very um, hospitable and lets us stay in his bedroom when we are there, uh, since obviously we're a married couple and he's just very generous in that regard. So what happened was um, we were there the second night and we went to bed around 11 p.m. Um, and so his bed is one of those vibrating beds. It's like the um, sleep number one where the remote control and we never ever have it on just because we like the bed to be still um and his grandpa showed us how to raise it and lower it if we wanted to but we just didn't want to mess with his setting so we just left it alone um but one night um i slept on his grandmother's side what would have been his grandmother's side uh on their side of the bed and um at 3 a.m in the morning around 3 3 10-ish. I don't really remember the time. I just knew it was three, a little after three. Um, the bed started shaking. And I don't know if maybe, um, you know, we hit the settings in our sleep or what was going on. Um, but the remote was on the bedside table that was about five feet from me, um, a little closer to my husband, but his arms aren't that long to you know, reach around and smack it. So... And I said, hey, you know, babe, the bed's shaking. Are you shaking it? And, of course, he rolls over, just mumbles something, and goes back to sleep. Well, then at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, well, he's not moving. Why is the bed shaking? So I started getting a little scared. And so I reached for the remote and turned it off, and it turned off and everything. So in the morning, um, I talked to his grandfather and said, hey, you know, uh, I don't know if your bed's malfunctioning, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Oh no, that's just Helen. And I stopped and I said, what? And he's like, yeah, it happens from time to time. You know, um, his, his little brother, uh, my husband's little brother sleeps with their grandpa sometimes if he has a nightmare. Um, long story short, my grandpa pretty much raises his little brother. And apparently when his little brother sleeps on that side, that happens sometimes too. Um, I guess the grandfather called the manufacturer and they didn't have any recalls. They didn't have any reports of, you know, the bed shaking thing going off by itself uh, because it's more just triggered by the remote and the remote only. So I just figured I'd call in and uh, share that story with you guys. I don't know, like I said, if it's 100% paranormal. I don't know if it was just like a defect in the mattress, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I don't think it was really malicious. I think she's just kind of checking me out since I married her golden boy and it was what I was all about trying to mess with me see if I could handle it but um just want to let you guys know like always love the show listen every day um I'm not an EPT currently because I'm not working but as soon as I find a job and start working I definitely plan on becoming an EPP again to help you guys out um 
but uh, have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for sharing uh, that story. Thoughts on that? That's a toughie to, to, I mean, like most, you can't go, that was paranormal. Mm-hmm. But um, because it could be some kind of glitch in the remote thing. Um, now, if there was no batteries in it at all, I might be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. But I could see it could be that, but it also happens frequently enough that he was like, oh, yeah. You know, that's just her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, would that freak me out? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then when you have an experience like that and then somebody kind of confirms it, like, oh, yeah, like, that's paranormal. So I would just go with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, to me, if that's what he said, happens all the time. I would kind of go with that. Yeah. It very likely is something uh, something going on there. Thank you for that uh, that story. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories when you do. Ghostpodcast.com for all the ways to sign up. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.